Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning, everyone. The first reading is from Deuteronomy. When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you as a special possession, and you have conquered it and settled there, put some of the first produce from each crop you harvest into a basket and bring it to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. Go to the priest in charge at that time and say to him, With this gift I acknowledge to the Lord your God that I have entered the land he swore to our ancestors he would give us. The priest will then take the basket from your hand and set it before the altar of the Lord your God. You must say in the presence of the Lord your God, My ancestor Jacob was a wandering Aramean who went to live as a foreigner in Egypt. His family arrived few in number, but in Egypt they became a large and mighty nation. When the Egyptians oppressed and humiliated us by making us their slaves, we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. He heard our cries and saw our hardship, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and powerful arm, with overwhelming terror, and with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. And now, O Lord, I have brought you the first portion of the harvest you have given me from the ground. Then place the produce before the Lord your God and bow to the ground and worship before him. Afterward, you may go and celebrate because all of the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Remember to include the Levites and the foreigners living among you in the celebration. Here ends the first reading. Next is Psalm 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. The second reading is from Romans. In fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you were made right with God, and it is openly declaring your faith that you were saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are in the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the gospel. Thank you. This is the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, The scriptures say, You must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off, for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect and guard you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. Please be seated. So a miserable Lent to you all. What my father says in Lent. May you uh, search your souls and feel your mortality. It's not a happy Lent. So we have this theme um, every year at Good Shepherd, we do a sort of theme across Lent, and this year's theme is pilgrimage, hence the backpack. And uh, this week, our particular theme is put down. Pastor Alex talked a little bit about it uh, on Ash Wednesday this week, for those of you who are here for that. Putting down what we can so that we can eventually pick something else up. So what are you carrying? Before you put it down, do you know what you are carrying with you? I am uh, carrying a lot of things because... um, a number of students and I, and also uh, Pastor Pat is taking a different trip. We're going on a pilgrimage. Some of you maybe have heard about this. Uh, two different groups are going to walk part of the Camino de Santiago in Spain towards the Cathedral in Santiago de Compostela. It is an ancient pilgrim path. Uh, it requires about 10 miles a day of hiking. Pastor Pat's team uh, is maybe smarter than we are and is staying in hotels where they have people who will carry their stuff for them between places. My team is carrying all of our stuff, (laughs) so we are attempting to condition our bodies so that we can make this trek, uh, not just the distance, but also carrying significant weight on our backs. So I thought I would share with you what I'm carrying with me uh, um, today, but also on that journey. So I've got, of course, my my hiking stick. I think I'm going to carry one of those collapsible ones when we actually go, but it signifies, right? Help me hike. So I've got that. Um, What else do I have in here? Those of you who know me well know that um, I don't hydrate very well, so I've definitely got my water bottle in here. Hydration is cool, kids. Um, I've also got, uh, this is important, I've got my passport. 
Um, that is my actual passport. Nobody steal it. <laughs> I've got uh, an extra pair of socks. Very good if your feet get wet. I've got, oh, this is, this is good. Icy hot. <laughs> Might be necessary. Um, so I've also got this blanket. I'm not sure if I'm going to take this exact one, but for warmth at night, but also as hospitality. I'm calling this my blanket of hospitality. Both for the students who are going with me, but also we're going to meet a lot of people on the path. So how are we going to talk to them? How are we going to be in relationship with them? So hospitality, I think, is something important to take. Um, patience. I have a jar of patience. I hope it doesn't run out. It might. <laughs> I am taking, oh yes, uh, I'm taking gratitude for the Edge House, for the community there. Um, do you remember a few weeks, this is probably a month ago, so ago when it snowed so heavily um, on a couple of Sundays? I arrived at Nosh to find that the, uh, not just the sidewalk, but the entire back parking lot had already been shoveled. It's delightful. It's not just for shoveling that I'm grateful, but that is a sign. <laughs> of that community. So I'm, I'm carrying with me gratitude for them. I'm carrying this week <coughs> an argument I had with my husband. Yeah. They don't go away that easily, do they? Not the husband, the argument. <laughs> the argument sticks with you, yeah. Um, oh, this is kind of hard to get out. It's like wedged in here. It's not what it looks like either. It's not Thin Mints. <laughs> This is a box of sadness. Anybody else carry a box of sadness around with you? My box has my sadness about my kids growing up. Yeah. Alex was talking about that on Ash Wednesday. There's my sadness about climate change. My sadness about institutionalized racism, about the ways in which I focus on myself instead of other people. There's, there's a lot more in this box. I'm not going to pull it all out but I carry this with me. And, uh, oh, I've, got, I've also got some excitement in addition to sadness. I got to see one of my good friends who lives in England yesterday. Anybody get this joke? Sadolic. Okay, great. That's fine. Not everybody's in a Doctor Who. It's an English thing. Whatever. You get the point. I can pull a ton of stuff out of that backpack, right? It's a charming metaphor. Because we all carry so much with us, and it's heavy. We are carrying with us as we walk through this world our actual stuff, our literal stuff. Cars, books, clothing, all the stuff that Marie Kondo has you organize, right? Your money. We carry that stuff with us, but we also carry our spiritual stuff. Sloth, greed, lust, pride, gluttony but also equanimity, generosity, honesty, courage. And we carry as well sort of historical stuff, you might call it, these past wounds that we have inflicted on other people or that we still feel that have been inflicted on us, hopes and dreams that have dried up or that succeeded wildly, sexism, racism, any ism, that we've received or we have perpetrated. We carry all this stuff with us, like pilgrims on the path, like the Israelites wandering in the wilderness. 
They carried their whole lives with them for 40 years, plus a tent for God to hang out with them in. On their journey of 40 years in the wilderness, we don't often think about this, in 40 years, all of the people who had been enslaved in Egypt died in the wilderness. They didn't see the promised land. A whole new generation of people were born on the way, in the wilderness. And they're the ones who cross over. And so we get this story here at the end of Deuteronomy, almost the end of Deuteronomy. They're right on the edge. They haven't quite crossed over. And they're remembering, they're recalling the story of how they've gotten there. And they come up with this liturgy, this worship that they're going to do once they cross over of thanksgiving, of arrival. We made it. Breathe out. It's a a liturgy of thanksgiving where they write a creed. I don't know if you noticed that. I realized as I was listening to it this time, I had a whole other sermon I wanted to write about creeds, but I'm not going to do that today. They have this creed in Deuteronomy that begins, My ancestor was a wandering Aramean who went to live as a foreigner in Egypt. His family arrived few in number, but in Egypt they became a large and mighty nation. And when we were oppressed and humiliated, we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and he heard our cry, and he saw us. This is a creed. This is a beautiful statement that gets spoken over and over in the Jewish communities. We were wandering Arameans. They're reminding themselves. We wandered. Our fathers and mothers wandered. Our grandparents wandered. And we carry all this stuff with us. We have all suffered. We are all dying on the way in the wilderness. And here, maybe here, in the promised land, we can put it down. We can put down seeds and roots and grow crops. And when they make fruit, we can take that to God and say, thank you. This is, this is what the first fruits are in that story. We wandered and God brought us home. And we will wander again. It's not done. We will wander again and God will bring us home again. And so our response from Deuteronomy and all of our ancestors in the faith since then is to put down, to give back. And I think it's important to say that not all the stuff we carry is bad. We know that. Some of the stuff is really good that we carry. And yet, it makes our vision cloudy. We can't see each other as God's beloved through this haze of the stuff that we carry. These first fruits that Deuteronomy talks about, in that era it would have been, you have a flock of sheep and the very first lamb that is born, you take that and give that to God. This is the very first one. It's yours. It's the best one. Your very first, I guess they probably didn't have tomatoes, but your very first tomatoes of the season. (laughs) Pick those and take those to God as your worship. Back when I was a very, very tiny person, my parents were... uh, 
trying to be sustainable farmers, and they bought some land in Kentucky that had this old farmhouse on it, and they uh, had all these barns and stuff. My dad got chickens and um, rabbits to raise. He dug up a big part of the land for a garden. I thought it was huge. I have no idea how big it actually was. Um, they had architectural plans to build an underground house with passive solar. It was very cool. And my dad, the very first year, he grew corn. We love corn in my family. <laughs> that sweet corn. I was up there with him, and he picked that first ear, and he handed it to little me, and he said, take this down the hill to your mother. He was so excited. Look, we made corn. And he gave it to me, and I ran down the hill, and I gave it to my mother, only it was an empty cob, because I had eaten all the corn off of it on the way. <laughs> because, unrelated to all this, sweet corn raw is like candy. It is amazing. Anyway, this is one of the first fruits. He was so excited, so pleased. This is the first sign that what we're doing here might actually work. And there's sort of a first fruits there with my having eaten it because they tell this story over and over and over. Parents, you know this, this experience, this cute thing my kid did. Because it's a cute thing, but I love my kids so much. Look at this fruit that I have created in the form of this person and what they're doing. All of this is God's. God gave it all to us. And so we take a tiny bit of it and we hand it back and say, oh, thank you. Oh, this is beautiful. This is what we do on Sunday mornings when we take up our offering. Yeah, it helps fix the roof and stuff, but this is your first fruit. This is your gratitude. This is, I don't have to carry this anymore. Give it back. It's also the bread and wine, all of that. When we bring it forward, this is our first fruits. And in Deuteronomy, it is a requirement of the, the covenant, but it's also an invitation. It's an invitation to us to ask ourselves, what are we carrying? What have you brought with you to worship today? What are you carrying and holding on to right now as you're listening to me preach? Is it resentment that I'm telling you to put it down? Is it relief that you don't have to carry it anymore? Or sort of a realization you didn't know you were carrying so much? And not just individually, but as a, a whole community, as the church universal, what are we carrying that has been worthwhile, that is even divine? And what are we carrying that has destroyed lives? So I, I mentioned Marie Kondo a minute ago. I think, in a way, we're conmarrying our souls. Anybody watch that show? A little bit? It's like a home reorganization thing, but it's, it's not just about what your house looks like. What she's doing is helping you with this internal mess. What does all this stuff signify? What are you carrying that you don't need to carry? What are you carrying that belongs to someone else? Can you put it down? What are you carrying that you need? Can you put it down for just a second and then pick it back up again? What are you carrying that's hurting you? Or that's hurting somebody else? Putting them down, just by putting them down for a minute, we can see so much more clearly. So I want to invite you into a meditation.
Get yourself comfy in your seat. It's okay if little people are talking. It's fine. <laughs> it happens. Put your hands on your lap. Palm up. And I invite you to close your eyes. You don't have to. But it might help remove some distractions. Close your eyes. And clench your hands up tight into fists. Feel that muscle tension. And imagine all the pressures and worries and tensions that you're carrying as you come to worship today. Then in your own time, gently turn your hands over, still in fists, so they're facing down. And imagine God's hands beneath yours. Slowly open your hands so the things you're carrying fall into God's hands. You may want to repeat this. Turn your hands back up. Tighten them into fists. Imagine all the pressures and worries and tensions you're carrying. And then turn them over so they're facing down. Imagine God's hands. Open your palm. Drop all those things you're carrying into God's hands. And then turn your hands over, and this time palm up. And ask God's Spirit to fill you again. Breathe in spirit. Breathe out stuff. May it be so. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.